So that's, that's a right thing. there. I think you fucking silent farted. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And introducing as a new regular character on the podcast... Travis Sermon, Dr. Tenium. Unfortunately, Boba Fett won't be joining us anymore. The schedule just doesn't work out for him. He's, he's been working a lot of weekends lately, and they, they've just been killing him, so... He's he always plan on coming back. He's always got a spot here. Like even if he just pops in, he's like, "I can only do this one." Like he's welcome to come in and uh, and do this with us. He's a founding member, so he uh, he he's always got a spot on the podcast. But let's would not waste any time because there was so much news. So much oh Comic Con news came out. D twenty three had a bunch of drops too. Well, and then yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting like hourly updates. Like all weekend and all week was like. D23 news, and then, like, up to, like, the moment before we started <laughs> recording this, we were, like, getting more, uh, get more stuff, so I've, I've made a lot of adjustments to the show. The first of which is our original topic has been scrapped for Justice League trailer. Uh, that dropped, like, just a couple hours ago, and it's cool. Like, uh, I still have zero faith in this film actually <laughs> being a well-constructed story or film, but it should be good. I think like, it's it going to be, be fun. Visuals. I, I yeah. think it's going to be enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It may be cringeworthy and we'll be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, that was like, really cool to see. It'll be like BBS where like for weeks after I'm breaking down all these things, I'm like, this is another reason I hate it. <laughs> so, I can't wait to see a bunch of those uh, basically new characters coming into yeah. play, really. Yeah, like Cyborg. Cy- yeah, Cyborg is yeah. one I'm stoked for. There's that moment where he, he's like plugging into Bat's the crawl, crawl, whatever. It's thing. the bat crawler. Threat bat crawler. That's right. And uh, he's like, Alfred, I got this, and he just takes the damn thing over, and it's great. <laughs> and then we also finally got to see Steppenwolf, not just Steppenwolf, like, but Steppenwolf in action. Like that was cool. Yeah. Like the the part he takes his axe, swings into the ground, and just like cracks the ground and breaks <laughs> lava. Like that was so fucking very cool. very. God of War type thing. Yeah. We got some hardcore flash visuals in yeah. this thing. Yeah, that was uh that was and, really cool. You know, I, I feel like this is a very like young flash Barry Allen. Oh yeah. Like like well, he okay. has not been the flash for very long. I think he's we got this for sure. He yeah. says he's only he's only pushed things but hasn't actually done battle yet. Well I think he's uh, they they outright say kid in BBS, and then, yeah. uh, and then just from the first Justice League trailer that we got, it's, it's pretty obvious that he's he's a youngster here. But we we also got to see some of the teamwork. Like, there's that like I think some the most the obvious. <laughs> well, I think the most obvious example of that was the moment where Diana's fighting Steppenwolf and the Flash is running up that wall and yeah. she loses her sword. He just like he pokes, pokes it back to her. her. Hopefully, yeah. it, the teamwork bat, you know, going together will be a little better than Batman vs Superman, where Batman's way off in the distance for most of the fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then finally, I like the way it comes together. It's but mostly it like, just he, like he could have been in there more. Superman, <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman throwing. This, well, that's, yeah. that's the bulk. Like, that you think about it, 
He really Batman trying to go toe to toe with Doomsday. There'd be no more uh, yeah. way. <laughs> so, but it was still it was a yeah, little. It he, was the worst way to do Doomsday. He like for hid sure. behind a rock. He hid. <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> but also with this news, we got more uh, DCU yeah. news where they released the a bunch of new titles that are coming out. You know, Suicide Squad two, the Batman, but. Among these, they finally announced the official title for The Flash, and that is Flashpoint. Now, in, in BVS, we saw Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. And, yeah. like, when we all saw those actors, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Maggie from The Walking uh, Dead. Oh, Laura uh, Lauren Cohen or something? Laura Cohen, that's right, yeah. You know... We all made the same comment. Be like, God, if they did a Flashpoint, yeah. they would be perfect. Well, now, it's arguable that, I mean, just those names being who they are, you know, that's yeah. a big get for just a small time. I thought part. it was weird. Jeffrey Dean yeah. Morgan's only in it for like a smidgen of the movie. I was like, man, you know. They so had a plan. It's, yeah, it's plan. arguable that Flashpoint has been on the table, the writing room table, from the beginning. But... At the same time, it's just I know it hasn't started filming yet, and they've they they finished Aquaman. They said that filming has begun on something else. I can't remember what. The Batman still yeah having a rough time. That's out there, and uh, they're saying that they're eyeing Shazam for the next one that they get started on. So maybe it's a few movies out, but it's not the right movies out. Well, and it, see, well, my argument here is that establish a universe. Before you rewrite it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I shake it up. Ever yeah. since, like, BVS and with all the flack they've been getting from everything and everything going on, like, they know that they're fucking up. And I don't think that they're taking, well, I don't think they're taking the steps to fix it. They're just going to go with the fucked up path they laid out and then they're just going to reset it with Flashpoint. I think they're taking <laughs> steps to fix it. They're just taking the wrong steps in, in exactly. classic DC Warner Brothers I would have liked to see a lot of the solo movies before we got to, right. uh, you know, even Batman vs. Superman. But, and okay, like... I think they had to catch up with Marvel, really. Suicide Squad was one of the, of the main... Like, they took the Marvel way somewhat in, in the idea that, like, now Marvel's at this point where they don't really feel like they have to do these, like, big, grandiose leads in, lead-ins because people know. Yeah. And they're... Homecoming's they're, the perfect example. They're basically, from the get-go, was like, we don't need any more origin stories. Let's just say this universe has been here for, like... 30 years. But see, here's <laughs> my thing. Even in, in the Justice League trailer, Steppenwolf makes the comment, there's no lanterns. Yeah. So if this, like, DCEU universe has been here for so long, there should be a fucking lantern protecting Earth. And it's arguable what could have happened there. But Flashpoint could bring us what we want. It could, but it's it's... Too, it's it's too soon for something like that. It's and I was I was right about Suicide Squad, wasn't I? Yeah, it was way too soon for a fucking Suicide Squad. Oh it's, yeah, even if they're like twenty twenty, I'm. It's too soon. It's like, too fucking soon. We need it's, we need a universe. I'm about to read Flashpoint, but uh, also hearing all the points about the story in general, I think it's probably gonna be an awesome movie. Oh, it'll be a cool. want to hear yeah. about the story if they do so, it right. Of course. But, <laughs> but also, the fact that The Flash hasn't had his first movie, so his first movie is going to be Flashpoint. <laughs> Let's just... You go, 
We're just gonna assume you guys know everything about the flash, right? and we're just gonna fuck it up. Now I did, I did think about this a little bit, and because of something I'm gonna talk about here in a little bit with comics that we're doing, there, there is a possibility that in this movie it could introduce Reverse Flash. And Reverse Flash could come back, and we see him in the background a little bit, and he sees Barry interacting with someone, and he's like, "Well, fuck that guy." And we're not really sure what, like, fuck that guy, why. And then he kills Barry's mom. But that means that they're going to have to condense the entirety of the reverse flashes <laughs> thing to, like, the first half hour of the film. <laughs> and that's terrible because that should be the first movie. Yeah. That should be, like, like reverse flash, why not? Or the robes or something. But they're yeah. like, nope, let's let Flash be the enemy. Like, <laughs> you need reverse flash for Flashpoint, too. Yeah. So that's why I'm so certain that they're going to probably go that route. But that, that just means that it is really great... Sprawling story is gonna be a footnote to fix their mistakes, and that's putting, bullshit. Putting a big story like this that's so far into a character's history, that's yeah. like, like this is decades into like there's the a, Flash's story. There's, there's a death of the Flash before that, where he gets <laughs> lost in the Speed Force. Show us him lost in the fucking Speed Force before yeah. you do like, this. There, there's so much more you could do. Before pushing the big fat reset button. Right. But, you know, it worked for the show. Why not do it for the movies? <laughs> I think we're just going to have to sit and grin and bear that. Like, Wonder Woman was a ray of hope. It being so damn good. Yeah. But I think we're just going to have to sit and bear this whole DC universe until they're finally done trying. They reset the slate. We get another fucking Batman movie. Now. Because <laughs> they'll be like, we, we fucked. I know where we fucked up. We did a Superman movie first. No, you fucked up a lot the Superman whole time. Was great. No. I liked Superman. I liked it. Yeah. Now here's my question for it's you got guys. Problems, but say yeah, they good. do Flashpoint and it, it does this big reset button and they merge the Berlanti verse with the the movie universe and bring it all together. What would you guys say to something like that happening? I mean, that'd be cool. It'd be a little a little weird, but. If they actually took steps to start writing decent movies after that, that'd be fine. But then, <laughs> then it like negates what we have gotten. That's good. It resets the Wonder Woman, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta redo the Wonder Woman." No, you don't. Stop, please. <laughs> uh, well, it's just, it's, it's, it's a way they could fix it, but it's a way that they can fuck it up more beyond repair. So we're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. Coming out of bad comic book movie news, let's go into good comic book comic book stories. Okay. Um, Trav, <laughs> since you are our junior executive here, you're coming in for the first time on this, would you prefer us go first and then you do yours, or are you confident in what you got to where you can you can start us out? I'll let you guys go first and look over these notes for a minute. Well, all right, then, uh, my books are uh, a number one and a number 25 here. I've got Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, number one. Uh, this book is written by Chip Dar uh, Darsky. Is it Darsky? Uh, I, silent. I think it's Darsky, but the Z know. might be silent. Who knows? He's on Sex Criminals. It's very hard to say his last name, but uh, the artist is Adam Kubert, who is great. Just yeah. always, always yeah. a good time when you got him involved. And doing the colors, and I usually don't mention the uh, color artist, but Jordi Belair, she does a great job coloring this thing. She brings out these like bright tones and uh, oh, yeah. sun sunbathed like heroes. 
the way we want a, a Spider-Man book like this to be. Pretty much the best thing I can say about this book is uh, that it doesn't ignore its billionaire status, but it also it, it goes and tries to ground Peter Parker, like the way he used to be before the billions. It brings us back to to him fighting ordinary criminals and dealing with like a fledgling, like shitty love life and stuff <laughs> like that. It, even so, in the beginning, uh, it starts to do his origin story, but it's quickly cut off, kind of meta by Johnny Storm saying, "Why are you telling me all this? You know, like I've heard this so many times." <laughs> And they're just sitting on a ledge having lunch and Peter's lamenting about how, like, he misses this. Like, he's, he's always globetrotting and, like, you know, it's this big event or that big event. It's just to have he can sit here and have lunch with the human torch. It even ends with, like, this really awkward hug in, uh, in this panel here. But, yeah, and they, then they make plans to watch a movie later. Uh, and then this book goes on to introduce Hafani. I think that's how you say his name. Hafani Mason. By the way, he's a brand new character. He's the Tinkerer's brother. And apparently, he's been doing tech work for all these heroes, and Peter has never heard of him. Like, apparently, all the heroes have heard of him, and none of them have ever told Spider-Man about it. <laughs> he finds out from Ant-Man, who's in the area while he's, uh, he's stopping these crooks from robbing this chick. Ant-Man comes back to, like, big size, but he only comes so far. He's basically like a halfling. And that's how Spider-Man finds out. He's like, what's up? He's like, my helmet's screwed up. I'm going to go have Mason take care of it. He's like, who's Mason? So they go in and meet him, and that's how we find out he's Tinker's brother and stuff. This is also a really great contrast to ASM, Amazing Spider-Man, where, where the focus in those books, like I say, he's always globetrotting. It's, it's a world-spanning <laughs> big events. Yeah. Like... I don't know, high drama, really, <laughs> like big, big drama in that one. It's a pretty high-strung book. Yeah, uh, and every every issue is like his world is crumbling a little bit more. I mean, like we're leading up to him losing Parker Industries here yeah. soon. Another great thing about this is it has a supporting cast of, of heroes. I've already mentioned that Ant-Man is in this. For a brief moment in Mason's lab, uh, we see that... Uh, was that Falcon? Yeah, it was uh, Captain America. Sam Cap? Sam Cap uh, leaving. He just got his wings recalibrated because they can pull him to the left. <laughs> Shit, he bails out. He was only there for a second. And then at the very end of the book... It's Captain Falcon. It's Captain Falcon. <laughs> yes! Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, how have we never done that before? Uh, uh, at the very end of the book, Peter's blowing off, uh, and a big theme is like Peter, like he's like, I always remember dates. Don't worry, blah 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 blah. But by the end of the book, he's tracking down this like hacked Stark phone, which are supposed to be impenetrable. You're not supposed to be able to hack these, no matter who you are. But he's found one, and he's tracked one other phone. To, uh, I can't remember exactly where, but he goes to this place and ends up blowing off Johnny Storm. Oh. And who answers the door but Ironheart, Riri Williams. And uh, that's where this issue leads off. Oh, oh, wait a minute. No, there's a huge reveal at the end of this. I'm not even going to say what it is. You, you really got to pick this book up. It's only two issues in. Gigantic, like, what the fuck reveal at the very end of this book. Yeah, pick this book up. It's it's everything we've wanted Spider-Man to be for a while, but under, understandably we haven't gotten because again, it's that hyper drama. They're dealing with the big issues here. I mean, shit, they had the the fucking clone conspiracy story where almost everyone like 
evaporated. <laughs> Everyone's back. Yeah. Now they're disintegrating. Yeah, almost everyone on the planet right. was disintegrating because because of uh, this like sinister plot by uh, Ben Riley. So sorry if I spoiled that for anyone, but it's been like it's been months. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're on the Secret Empire now. Okay. Conspiracy is no longer a thing. No, you guys remember the new thing. You guys remember when? Uh, anyways, yeah, great book. I can't wait to read the second issue. I have it sitting in the other room. Haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, I I was leery. Didn't really understand where this book was coming from, and now that I do, it's it's great. Can't suggest it more. The next book that I'm talking about here is The Flash number twenty five. And I know this is an issue behind, but I specifically wanted to talk about this one on the last episode. And uh, for whatever reason, we had to move things around because uh, we had to readjust the show at the last minute. In this issue, there's a big rebirth change. The Reverse Flash has gotten brand new origins in this. Now, I wouldn't say brand spanking new, but like pretty new. Now, first I should say there have been quite a few Reverse Flashes. Uh, and most recently, Daniel West was one of them, who's the brother of Iris West. Yeah. And uh, uncle slash father of, <laughs> of uncle Daddy. Wally West. Yeah, uh, that, that takes a lot of explaining. I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there have been quite a few, but the, the most established is uh, Professor Zoom, Eobard Thawne. Like, yeah. That's the one like everyone defers to as the, the reverse Flash. Uh, and real quick, because I know this is not as well known of a character and as well known of an origin as it probably should be. I did want to go into the original origins, the second original origins, the, the more established origins of Eobard Thawne. Eobard Thawne was a super fan uh, in the 25th century that actually recreated the experiment that gave Barry his powers and was just determined to be better than The Flash. For whatever, he just wanted to be a good guy, but the best good guy. Then he decided to go back in time using a faulty cosmic treadmill that he got from the Flash Museum they have in the 25th century. But it was messed up, and it sent him to after the Flash had died during a crisis on infinite Earths. While he was there, it became apparent that the, uh, the faultiness of the cosmic treadmill had actually fucked with his brain because, you know, it was all out of whack. And he also found out that he was destined to become the reverse Flash, a Flash villain, and actually die at the hands of the Flash. So this, you know, all this together drove him nuts. And after a lot of really confusing time travel stuff, he discovers that he needs Barry to exist himself. And instead of killing Barry, decides to dedicate his life to being the cause of everything bad in Barry's life. Uh, all the way up to killing his mother, which is what sparks the Flashpoint uh, story that you'll soon become yeah. familiar with. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and those are, like, that's the really condensed origins of Eobarthon. There's there's a sec- kind of a secondary part that involves him finding the costume, which they did put in these new origins. But more or less, that was Eobarthon. Now, here are the new origins from this book. Again, somewhat condensed, but uh, Barry and Thawne actually met when Barry, I guess, randomly visited the 25th century. It doesn't really explain why Barry went there. Was it a mistake? Uh, no, it, does, it doesn't It does say at all. 
But it, but due to the visuals, it looks like it looks like he's there on purpose. Like uh, he doesn't like, say it out loud. But sweet, twenty like, oh, fifth cool. century. It's the shit. Uh, anyways, like look at that goofy ass grin. Right. Uh, while he's there, he meets Super Fan Thon. Uh, Super Fan Thon. <laughs> this, this is what I'm gonna call him. His early days. Who's harnessed the speed force energy from one of Barry's old suits that he got from a time capsule. Uh, and he uses this to become the Flash of the future. Due to an extremely low crime rate, though, Thawne actually puts most of these people in danger and creates these havocs himself just so he can <laughs> go in and save the day. But Barry finds out, and he stops him, and they put him away. And at the end of this fight, he swears that he'll become a better person. Yabar Thawne says he's going to become a better person, and... The next time Barry sees him, apparently he's worse because he's the reverse Flash. He comes back again and again and again, just ruining Barry's life in a bunch of ways that we're all familiar with. No time to go into all that. <laughs> um, but it turns out Ibarthon actually did better himself in between the time that the Flash was there in the 25th century and the time that Barry meets reverse Flash. He even became a teacher, but uh, he... F- kept feeling empty inside. He knew he needed the Flash to see that he had changed his life for it to for it to matter at all. So he decides to go to the 21st century, but first he, he felt he needed to change his costume, both because he knew he wasn't ready to be the, the Flash and also because all of Flash's sidekicks wore yellow. So he felt, you know, maybe I should don yellow because I'm not the Flash. So he goes to the 21st century, but he sees... Uh, Barry having a special moment with Wally West, which is similar to a special moment that he and Barry had before their falling out in the 21st century, back when Barry had first come there. 25th, yeah. This apparently made him feel like he and that moment weren't important. The Flash is a liar. The Flash is a bastard. I hate the Flash now. Yeah, like that look on your face. He gave him a hug. He's my enemy, right? Now. And that's it. That's that's the fucking origins as wow. far as I got it. Yeah, they that is bullshit. Now I will say this: like like Barry kind of coming to the twenty fifth century and them doing a little team up and stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like they kept elements like Thawne finding the suit and using it to gain Barry's powers. Uh, they gave a a really good explanation to why he's wearing yellow and shit. It's all leading up to it. Yeah, it's all leading up to it. It's like, oh man, this is this is really cool. This is gonna be a good payoff, blah blah blah. And then nope. They don't even tell us that he went crazy or that there was something wrong with the fucking cosmic treadmill. Because he does take the cosmic this is before he he creates the negative speed force, which is what allows reverse flash to travel through time at will. But yeah, so they kept so much the same and tweaked things where it could be better. And then they're like, nope, he's just really petty. He's just extremely stupid and petty. Wow. You know, he was a... He was a kind of a half genius, and he was a professor and all this stuff. But no, he's a fucking idiot because he can't see that more than one person could be special to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's such a there it is. <laughs> cosmic treadmill. I found it. It's, it's such a shitty fucking end wow. to this whole thing. And I mean, it it ends on this really really cool thing too. But it's like it's bittersweet because. This is this is the book where Barry Allen's 
secret identity is revealed to Iris West because Iris West is Reverse Flash's prisoner in the 21st century or 25th century. But yeah, it's it's bittersweet because like you're still reeling from how fucking stupid the New Origins are. <laughs> and this is the first thing to come out of Rebirth that I'm like, no, I would have rather that stayed the same. Now he does he does reference things from the universe before because Reverse Flash kind of exists outside of time. Yeah, and so he does he does make these mentions of all this other shit, but. Uh, it's it's confusing as it always is reverse flash but the things that are not confusing are disappointing so yeah um the next issue is pretty good i've already read it um like i mean it picks up from there but it's just uh, bad taste in my mouth first first rebirth thing all right oda why don't you go ahead and uh move us along with your books well uh i'm actually caught up on a couple of the titles that i read one that I'm just going to kind of mention into because I'm going to try and push it on Travis here soon is Deadly Class. If, you, if you've never read Deadly Class, it's a high school for assassins. Uh, you have freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And that is an oversimplification. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is so much shit that happens in the first, like, like, shit, what issue is this? In the first 28 issues, like, the first five trades of this are out yeah if you're not caught up on this fucking do it like it's written by rick remender uh it's got west craig as the artist great art for the story a lot of shit has happened uh some of the main characters are gone maybe dead maybe not there's a beach some people are paranoid talking to themselves <laughs> talking to their dead friends People have, like, completely changed their personalities and personas. One girl went from, like, sweet and innocent to goth and nasty and, like, <laughs> at the drop of a goth and nasty. This book, like, it hits home on certain levels with, like, you know, we can kind of relate to how some of these things went when we were in high school. It's like, I, I can kind of remember feeling like yeah. that at times. Not necessarily, you know, the, the principal was going to kill me, but, you know, sometimes it felt like it. They yeah. had some relatable themes to yeah. the characters. Yeah, there's some really relatable themes, like, throughout the first, I'd say, at least 20 issues. And, like, the things that are going on right now, like, you've got the Yakuza up in things, there's, like... Oh, the, shit, wait a minute, the Yakuza now? The Yakuza. Uh, <laughs> There's Saya's family. Because I was only... All up in shit. Okay. I still haven't brought you my single issues, because you're waiting yeah. to get caught up on those. It, well, I'm waiting, to, I'm, I'm waiting to read my own trades. That right. I, but, <laughs> but, like, there's so much going on, and it just keeps getting better. The fat kid that everyone overlooked is now in one of the highest seats of power in this school. Yeah. Because he took advantage of a situation. That's all he did. He didn't do shit. <laughs> didn't kill anyone when he was supposed to. He took credit for the kills. Uh, because all of these people that he was in control of did it. Like, there's, there's a, a German fucking metalhead who beats the hell out of people with whatever he can find i like him by the way uh there's a russian jock he's your typical jock but, but he's also like built like 80s arnold schwarzenegger yeah he's huge 
it, it uh, the, this is one of those books like you have to read from the start. You cannot just jump in. No. Like, you have to know everything that's happened or nothing's going to make sense. And that's the way it is with a lot of Reminder stuff. Like, it's fantastic storytelling. The art for his books is always great. Like, low, the art fits that story perfectly. Yeah. Deadly Class, the art fits it perfectly. Tokyo Ghost was fan-fucking-tastic, and I'm still waiting to be able to pick up the deluxe hardcover <clears throat> for that to push on to all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really good. Like You're going to like it. Yeah, Remender, we'll, we'll get you on that soon. Too. Oh, yeah. Reminder is my we'll favorite soon. writer. Like He is, hands down, my favorite comic book writer. Uh, and he writes a lot of independent stuff, but he also he's done a lot for Marvel. He did, uh, I think, Uncanny Avengers... Um, he did Uncanny X-Force, which is a really popular story. I don't think he's done anything for DC, though. Really? Um, he he did a pretty heavy Punisher run. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm familiar with his Punisher run. And he also did the uh, the Captain America run where Cap went to, like, Dimension X. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with that Oh, the Universe story. X and all I mean, that stuff? No, not Universe X. Like, this is a, a Earth X? Cap... No. This is a Cap-specific story. I have all the trades. Wait a minute. Oh, it's, shit. Oh, it's so it's in trades. Dimension like, okay. X. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is it the Ninja Turtles? No. <laughs> no. no. Like, Reminder's <laughs> really good at writing, like, the abnormal, strange, like, futuristic. I think, or, I think Nickelodeon should sue. <laughs> I think I think FX should hire Reminder to do all these shows. Which, speaking of, while I'm on Deadly Class, it's going to be a TV show soon. Okay, who's on that coming? Everything's with, a TV show. If it's, well, if it, if it, so like cool. seriously, if it's not on, like I don't care if it's not on FXX or if it's not on like it Showtime like, or HBO or something. Like, yeah, it's like, got to be it on It doesn't one of those. have to be on one of those networks that has like gratuitous nudity like HBO or something like that. Although if it went HBO, no, well, no, there's like no hold. No, no, no. This <laughs> this show needs to go full on with it. drugs and sex. Like these are driving forces. Oh, yeah. Like, drugs and AMC, sex right? and fucking violence and all that shit. <laughs> Got it. Maybe a, like, AMC could handle this it. Is, this they is have one of superhero shows. Do they? They, they only have one comic show that I know of, and that's like The Walking Dead. Deadly Class oh. is the one Reminder book that has the least amount of sex in it. Yeah. And no, by the way, is this is Preacher on AMC too. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is not a superhero story. Oh, yeah, no, no, I meant comic. This books. is yeah. like. Like, the main character was a homeless kid who got yeah. recruited into being in a school for assassins. But it does have superheroes in it, because he worked at a comic book store for a while. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool, if you look in the background. You're bound to have some but, uh, and powers. <laughs> speaking of superheroes, the, the next one I'm talking about, which I'll be a little bit more in-depth with, but not, but not much more, is Invincible. Now... This is up to 138 issues. This is uh, this is one of Robert Kirkman's babies, which we'll we'll kind of touch on this on Kirkman a little bit more later. Yeah, but we got some Kirkman news, y'all. But this is one of his babies that he's bringing to an end. This final story arc is 12 issues long, so over the course of the a year, he's bringing this to an end with the arc, the end of all things. 
And he just put out part six of 12. I just caught up on the last couple issues last night. And oh my God. Like, there's so much going on. So much leading up. Like, I really so many characters dead. I want to read this so bad. I really do. And yeah, there's a few of Kirkman's books <clears throat> that are really eye-catching. Yeah. Like, this one is so cool. Like, I read the yeah. first... Uh, what was that you thing? You read the me? first issue. I've seen the title. The was it just trade. the first yeah, issue? you only read the first issue. Okay, I felt like I'll have I read to get the first, first trade from Bob, which has the, yeah. fo- like, the first four in yeah. it. Yeah, but I read that first issue, and I was like, this is so fucking familiar but so different yeah it's really like it has all of the aspects of like this is what you want in a superhero comic but there's also so much blood and gore in this comic that it satisfies that as well it's not just that it's like here's the thing here's the things you know and love from comics like just spanning marvel and dc but here's some things you didn't know they were missing and then the blood and the gore and all yeah. that shit. And, but then it also has like so many relatable themes. Like the main character, he's in a relationship. He has a kid. Like there's this giant war going on that you know he's he's he has to make sure that his kid's being taken oh, yeah. care of. Every everything his... I've heard of like in recent issues is like what I, from what I've read. I'm like, how the fuck did they get there? <laughs> yeah, like. Like, so much happens. And granted, you know, a lot happens in 138 issues. Yeah, right. Because that's 138 but, months. Like, there there was a... Well, more if you count, like, trade breaks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been going on for over 10 years now. Like, 10 to wow. 12 years of writing on this comic. Not counting, that's, like, him doing Walking Dead. I was thinking that uh, was pre-Walking uh, Dead then, uh, maybe. I don't know no, exactly how long no, ago. No, 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 Dead no, no, came no. out, like, a year or two before this oh. one did. I think Walking Dead's why he started getting all these other projects, yeah. like Outcast and Invincible and stuff. So, the war that's taking place in this, it's between people of the same alien race who, which Mark is Mark, the main character is one of, and so basically you have like the good part of this race, and then you have the one guy who's the asshole who doesn't want things to change and fucks this other alien race to make a billion kids that grow <laughs> it. Like no, like, these kids so are fucking crazy. No, like this alien race because their genes, like the way they mesh. It makes very close to his DNA, but they go from infant to like teenager in a year or less. So that reminds, that reminds so me like, of Zorka so Zorka off Rick and Morty. Goes to Camino. <laughs> They're bug people. Hey man, Zorka Zorka can go from uh, one to <laughs> one to twenty in one day, bro. right? right. But, <laughs> but like the one guy is the strongest. Okay. Of the Viltrumite race, which is, is what these alien people are called. He's the strongest. Like, most other Viltrumites, who are stupid strong, break their hands on his face. Shit. Yeah. Shit. So, his, his. so <laughs> some deaths have happened in the past couple issues. Uh, this book is full. It's one of those Game of Thrones. Don't get attached to too many people. Oh, right on. Nah, yeah. But, like, the art... The story, like, 
I don't want to see this book end, but I can't wait to see how it ends. Yeah, it is. It's supposed to end soon, right? Uh, yeah, That's it has. One of the ones it's at part up. six of twelve. They, so and got, the twelfth is the official. The twelfth is yeah. the final issue of this. It's bittersweet because it's such a great story, but after this arc, I really don't think that they would ever be able to continue it, and I think that's yeah. what he's going for. I mean, may, like maybe eventually, like a one shot or like a yeah, I mean, so, something. Like, well, there there is talk. Like, it's been enough it time. Uh, Let's do something. You know? Not Seth Rogen. I think really? was talking about like he wants to do an invincible either movie or show. I think it's well, he he's, the one, show. he's the one. He's the one who's spearheading preacher. preacher? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it was made by yeah. the guys from Breaking Bad. And, uh, uh, yeah, him and his writing, like him and his writing partner, like I don't, I don't remember the other guy's name, but like they they do work Jedi together on a bunch of stuff. Not yeah, like they're wanting to make. A invincible show, yeah. like live action invincible show. I would want, but it they don't sure. want to do it unless they can do it right. Yeah, well, I mean, they've done a good job with preacher. Yeah, so so if you're not reading Invincible, you have 138 Which, issues to catch up on. You, know, you have six months yeah, before it is. You're gonna have to spend hundreds of dollars to get caught up, or no, you know, uh, like less than legal means. The compendiums <laughs> are about thirty something each, and there's two it's, of those out. Which oh really? You mostly caught up. But who weirdo collectors like you fucking <laughs> buy the compendiums? Like, because who practically sits down with a fucking honking book on their lap and reads that? Okay, shit? fine. Get the ultimate collect the ultimate editions, which are hardcovers that have like <laughs> ten to twelve issues each. In them. Fine, fine. I'll do that. Never. It's funny uh, that <laughs> Seth Rogen's actually getting pretty serious and. What like better at some of these shows and like Whoa. ideas when he was in Green Hornet and wrote a bunch of it and it sucked. You know? Right. I, I get it ready I, to I it. laugh yeah. at it, but it's I know it's not. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> well, Trav, it's time, oh. doctor. Doctor, it's time for your diagnosis. Okay. On the comics that you read. Heads up, I am outside of the mainstream with a lot of uh, titles. And I didn't write down the artist or who wrote the story like you did. I'm but. thinking we might like uh, we might we might do like a sort of my update when we finally get you caught up on the whole rebirth thing and like just, just a there. group discussion. <laughs> Team Neil's yeah. reaction on everything. Well, we haven't done a rebirth episode in like like forever. Oh, like since oh, the yeah. early days of the podcast. <laughs> Twenty five so. issues in, just about everything too. I mean, that's right. a little over a year. Yeah. 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 I went ahead and I uh, I chose the Lazarus contract, and that spans over uh, Deathstroke comic, Teen Titans, Titans, and I think another. I think there's like a Teen Titans special that wasn't an annual, but it was. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, give you the <laughs> give you the story as I remember it. Uh, it kind of jumps back and forth between like the current story and then goes back and like the next issue and tells you. Why this happened? Like, yeah, years you. ago. And I, I told you this when you when you picked him up. It's kind of playing off of the um, the Judas contract. I did see from a, back in the day. In the, in the last one I read, I did see the word Judas. Let's start with the the Lazarus contract for now. Okay. Uh, it starts off with Grant Wilson, the Ravenger. He's gotten the powers from Hive to take on the Teen Titans. Well, the power uh, ends up being too much for his heart, and Wally West tries to save him, and uh, it, it doesn't work. He dies anyway. Slade walks up and he uh, carries his body off the battlefield and says, uh, you know, you'll see me again. 
And it picks up years later when Slade wakes up in a hospital bed. He's recovered from a yeah. previous Deathstroke comic. He gets the plan together in his head that he's going to uh, he's going to fix all everything that's happened because uh, at the same time his daughter and his other son are in the uh, in the hospital with him. We find <laughs> out that uh, the Titans are taking on Hive, Hi- the Hive members that they think yeah. are Hive. They take him down and. Uh, Start interrogating one of them, then they realize that Wally West is gone. Wally West is evaporating, for all they know. Then in the next panel, we find out that Deathstroke has abducted him, hooked him up to a machine, and God knows where. But Wally um, does tend to evaporate sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so just, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. I mean, Rebirth started out because Wally, Wally West came back from the Speed Force, where everyone had forgotten he was. <laughs> and then he went back a few issues later. I forgot you were even thing, man. <laughs> right? Well, uh, we find out uh, Deathstroke's got him hooked up to a machine, and he tells him, he's like, I want your help, you know, help me uh, save my son. No way. So he lets him out of the machine. And uh, he's like, okay, well, that's fine, because I have the other Wally West in the next room hooked oh, up to a machine. Shit. And, uh, and this is the first time, like... They've seen each other. Yeah, this is the first time they've ever met. Yeah, uh, Kid Flash and yeah. Flash. And Flash. Other yeah. Flash. Yeah. <laughs> well, Flash uh, 2.0. Right. <laughs> he uh, gives Kid Flash Wally West the same proposal. The pre- the original Flash tells him, don't do it, you know, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And so he's like, he does decide to help him. He grabs Deathstroke's hand and he shows him things, you know, that he, he couldn't do or whatever. Or st- stuff about his story that he didn't know. And uh, then they come back to uh, wherever he was holding him in the machines that's when he, uh, Deathstroke tells both the Wally West that he didn't need him anyways. He's harnessed both of their powers into a Speed Force battery, and it's now in the suit that he's wearing, and he can travel through time without both of them. Which is just the coolest looking suit. Have yeah. you read this yet? Oh, you haven't read Lazarus? No, I haven't had a chance to. Oh, man, that seemed like one of those things to take priority with you. I know. But this, dude, this Deathstroke suit is yeah. next level. It, it's pretty rad. It's like, uh... It's got some lightning bolts going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's de- like it's Deathstroke if you had Speed Force. But well, this, uh, <laughs> sure. at this point, it brings us to the third book in the Lazarus contract. I wouldn't say that a whole lot doesn't happen, but doesn't not a lot happens in the third book. Uh, that was the team. Was that the Teen Titans or was that the Deathstroke issue? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I it's Deathstroke. Agree to disagree, right? Whatever. It's you Team Deathstroke. I mean, they're literally <laughs> sitting right in the other room, but I'm not getting up for them. Yeah, no <laughs> way. Well, you find out uh, a year after Grant's death, the Ravager, it shows a year after Nightwing makes a deal with Slade. The deal is that Dick Grayson will help teach uh, Slade's daughter his values instead of growing up to be like Slade, and he agrees. And if Dick Grayson doesn't follow through with uh, his promise then it's going to bring back the contract that... The Judas contract. Yeah. yeah. It's going to bring back the contract for him to kill the Teen Titans. Yeah. Which he took on after Grant died. Because that's what Grant was hired by Hive to do, was kill the Teen Titans. Yeah, and, and Slade took it on out of bereavement of his son's death. Yeah, yeah. basically. That's basically what happened. Uh, then, it, then a couple panels later, you find out uh, the younger Wally is getting help from Jericho. Slade's other son. He goes yeah. and he goes and seeks him out, and he agrees to help him. And at the same time, the Teen Titans and the Titans are discussing all of it, and they decide to work together to figure you know figure out what Slade's doing because nobody really knows what he's how he's really doing all this stuff yet. And in the fourth book, we find out years later Slade pushes Grant years ago. 
not years later, my bad. <laughs> we find out in the fourth book, because we jump back again to when Grant was uh, younger, Slade pushes his son away by being an asshole. He's sleeping sleeping with his girlfriend all the time, doesn't care about his kids, whatever. But he, so, Slade's a bad dude. Yeah, right? And He's a bad dude so, with a two. So Grant gets super edgy, and he <laughs> runs away. With a bad Grant gets real edgy and decides to run away, and he doesn't make it far. He's down the street just pondering, you know, doing a little bit of flash dance or whatever. But um, Punch dancing. <laughs> yeah, punch <laughs> Not really, but uh, that's basically what you get from it. Eventually, Slade shows up, and he's like, oh, yeah, if you think you're a big guy, you know, just hit me in the face. Hit me in the face. Yeah. Prove your man, and uh, Grant misses. And at the same time, a uh, car comes through and hits Grant. And he lands on the windshield, and he's like, uh, where are you going, man? He's like, wherever the party is, is what he says. And they drive yeah, that's off. That's actually what happens. Yeah. They drive yeah. off, and Slade, Slade's just like, all right. He's okay with that. Because, <laughs> you know, he's trying to test his son anyways. Yeah. And uh, they take him back to wherever they're partying at. They're not really partying. They're just nerding out, really. And Grant asks him all kinds of stuff, and... One guy's playing Nickelback in the corner. No joke. <laughs> yeah. And um, they, they eventually tell him that they work for Hive. And he's like, oh, what's that? And everything. And eventually, a couple panels later, you see he's agreed to join Hive. And he becomes uh, part of an experiment, which makes him the Ravager. And they give him the contract to go kill the Teen Titans. And it goes back to the current storyline. Slade is successful in going into the past with the Speed Force battery suit. I can't remember what they call the suit. He has, I think he has a name. Oh, it did have a name. Uh, I can't I remember it either because I was just like, Deathstroke has Speed Force powers. That's all I know. Yeah, he, he ends up successfully going to the past. He meets Grant before the, uh, the Teen Titans fight with him and his heart kills him. And Grant's like, oh my god, you're Deathstroke. I've heard all yeah, about yeah, you yeah. from the nerd group he was hanging out with. Because this whole time he, he's had no idea that Slade was Deathstroke. So he's like, son. And he takes off his mask and he's like, Oh, you're my dad, and he totally hates Deathstroke now. Yeah. He's not psyched about it, and he doesn't listen to a word he says, so Slade's like, knocks him out, and he's like, I just gotta go back and do it again. And he's gonna try to go back and convince him again not to, fu- to fight the Teen Titans. At the same time, Flash takes the Titans to the past to catch up with uh, uh, Slade. Jericho transfers all their consciousness into the Flash's mind. I guess that's how... That's the best way I translate it when I was reading it. Yeah. It transfers all their conscious into the Flash's mind, and they all go back. And when they get there, Damian Wayne, which I've grown to hate from this story. This is the first <laughs> thing I've ever read about him. Seeing him on illustrations and stuff, I thought it was super cool, super edgy. And that's what I got. That's what, you know. He ends up just walking up to the old Flash and punching him straight in the heart, which kills him for yeah. just a little bit. He stops his heart. It technically dead. And that, when he does that, for some reason, breaks the, st- uh, the stability that uh, Slade has traveling to the past. It starts fading around him because uh, where he kills past Flash to where he wouldn't have been able to harness the power. But right. since he already has it in the battery in the present that he's in, he decides to just haul ass and go into the Speed Force because he knows what the, t- the Titans are up to. Well, <laughs> he goes to the Speed Force, and uh, as we all know, like, well, I'm assuming you guys would know, he will be stuck there. Slade. Yeah. He'll, he'll be stuck there. The Speed Force needs a, needs someone to... Hold on to hold it, on yeah. Hold on to it, yeah. Well, at the same time, the past fades around the two uh, groups of Titans that are working together. Kid Flash regains his power. He lost his power after uh, after Slade takes it for the suit. Yeah. 
for uh, I don't know exactly why some, he gets it back. He needs some time to recharge. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Like I couldn't really explain it. Kid Flash gets his power back. He gets his power back, and they're in the present. And he knows Slade's stuck in the Speed Force. Just keep going. <laughs> you don't have time. And cards. he's the only one vouching to uh, to go and save him. And the rest of the times they're like, "No way, we you know we stopped the bad guy. He he deserves to be stuck in the Speed Force." So Kid Flash, you know, he hauls ass and he goes to the Speed Force. Well, Flash, he knows exactly. He knows the Kid Flash is going to be stuck there too. Yeah. So he's the only one who goes and he leaves the Teen Titans behind and he saves Kid Flash and Slade from the Speed Force because he's been out of it. When the Flash saves Slade and Kid Flash, they're all standing there with the Teen Titans and the Titans. Slade takes off his mask and he says he's done. Yeah. Yeah. After all that, he can't save his son. He's just going to deal with it. And uh, gives up all the killing, all the contracts. Yeah. Damien and Kid Flash get in an argument. Damien didn't want him to go save Slade. And Kid Flash said, that's wrong and we all disagree with you. And Damien's like, oh, we, huh? You're fired. And yeah. Kid Flash gets fired from the uh, Teen Titans. Flash goes in, uh, gets his, uh, gets a checkup, yeah. and he finds out that he now has a pacemaker from where Damien punched him in the past, and now he cannot extenuate like as much speed and you know power. He can't put as much stress on his body. Yeah, anymore. yeah. And he's like, the doctor tells him, "You're gonna have to find a new line of work," and uh, <laughs> he doesn't take that well. Yeah. So he uh, he speeds off. And that's the end of the Lazarus contract. So it's it's a very deep story. There's a lot of a uh, your mom's a lot. deep story. Hey. Oh, <laughs> hey now, that's that works on two of us. That's, that's two of us now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, that's the first uh, first recent book I would say that I've read non non alternative mainstream. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm into some time travel. I'm know. gonna get you. I'm gonna get you where you need to go. I got you reading Gwenpool now. We're gonna get you yep. up to date on uh, Rebirth. But yeah, all right. So Titans is uh, is going real good. Uh, I've, and it just occurs to me now that I think I talked about Lazarus' contract on the podcast I mean, oh. before it was over. You did. No, you only <laughs> talked about the first issue. The first issue, that's what it was. Well, yeah. there's a whole... Uh, and I even made note money. that this is not where Damien shines. He'll grow on you. He's kind of a dick all the way around, but this yeah. is like... This is him at his worst. I didn't have any notes for more of the occasions he was a dick throughout that story, but yeah, he was... Yeah, he, he was, was pretty was dickish. Complete asshole in that story. Like, for, for a Damien that has now become, like, friends with a variety of people, oh, and yeah. he leads the Teen Titans, like... He's t- way more tolerable than his earlier days. He was right in a lot of the stuff he did. Yeah. But he was such an asshole. But yeah, like <laughs> this was this was the worst he's been in a while. So yeah, I, I agree with you there. You know what that noise means. No, you don't, because it's the first time I've ever done it. It means boom booth news. Alright, in I don't know what to label it, but whatever it's news, the Star Wars Galaxy Edge um, uh, Disneyland-themed land has been revealed. And opening in 2009 with two main attractions, it's going to have an attraction where you can actually take control of the Millennium Falcon, and at any moment you can find yourself in the middle of a First Order Resistance battle. Oh, like yeah, this this couple with tons of shops and cantinas and aliens running Could be around anywhere. and droids. There was a little BB-8 on the model, so look out for that. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe uh, it's one of those little like Sphero droids. <laughs> right, just and real if you catch tiny. It, you get to keep it. Oh, I would. 
For right. sure. I'd chase that fucker down. <laughs> right? Abby, stay here. I'll be right back. Just <laughs> abandon the kids and the wife. I gotta find BB-8. Uh, in video game news, Starfire gameplay footage from Injustice 2 has uh, released. And honestly, like not... The Starfire thing isn't the coolest thing from the video. I think the coolest thing is the uh, Superman skin. It's full-on Bizarro. Like, I mean, skin, look, everything. It was, like, so cool. I've not seen any costume pieces that remotely look like this. So I don't know if it's going to be a releasable skin in the future. I want to know more about that. Fuck Starfire. <laughs> like, I was going to say, like... Her moves are cool. She's going to be fun to play with. Well, Bizarro. We, we've talked. Like, characters have empty slots. They yeah. need more costumes. Right? This could be it. The shiny Tapu Koko, a totem Pokemon from Sun and Moon, is available for download in Mystery Gift. All you got to do, go to your main menu, click Mystery Gift, go to Internet Download, and uh, yeah, get that some bitch because he's going to be powerful. Uh, if nothing else, you just you got a shiny rare Pokemon. He's not a legendary, but it's cool. In comic book news, IDW announces a Goosebumps comic expected in October with no official release date yet. Uh, the first arc is written by Jerry La- Jeremy Lambert with artist Chris Fenigolio. Fenigolio. It'll be titled Monsters at Midnight, and it takes place in Horrorland. Uh, on top of this, Green Lantern and Colonel Sanders have their third team-up called across the universe. Er, well, not their third. I'm talking about KFC. I'm talking about KFC zingers. This is my first thought. It was KFC. the Green Lantern and Colonel Sanders from KFC are going on an adventure. They are they are teaming up for Colonel Sanders' third comic book adventure uh, called Across the Universe, uh, where Colonel Sanders basically recruits Hal Jordan to tell the universe, or rather, Hal Jordan's sector about. KFC Zingers. And that's his entire mission. And the herbs and spices. (laughs) The Colonel's been on two other adventures. uh, The Colonel Two Worlds and Colonel Core. Uh, All three of these, though, are available on comicsology.com. Stan Lee gets his Hall of Fame star finally. About the time. time. He's only like, what, 90-something years old? Well, it's arguable that, you know, it's like, okay, he does comic books. Does he deserve a walk of fame? But he also has, like, a spanning career across TV and and movies as well. So, uh, yeah, about time he got that. Speaking of TV, in TV news, the 13th uh, 13th Doctor was revealed Mm -hmm. as a woman. Actress Jodie Whittaker... Who has uh, been a, a bunch of stuff? I, I noted some stuff here, but it's a ton of stuff I've never seen. <laughs> it is, I follow uh, Doctor Who. This, it, it'll be really different pace than going from a guy who hits on most of them, except Peter Capaldi. He was older and more respectful to his women. So now we're gonna have a woman doctor. Well, it's, now, all the it's it's gotten so much hate. The doctors like they, they have <laughs> stated in the past that the doctor can be either a man or a woman. I, yeah. I guess the real question here is: Is the companion gonna be a man or a woman? But who cares? It's about yeah. time. I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, the Tick trailer released. It looks really fun, really funny, uh, reminiscent of the old show and the old comics and Good. stuff. The pilot has actually been up for a while on Amazon Prime. This this trailer makes see, me want to watch it. I didn't know that. Yeah, it makes me want to watch it so bad. Uh, so I'm definitely going to have to see that. 
Walking Dead Season 8 trailer it has released from San Diego Comic-Con, and you'll want to put your shit and pants on because you're going to shit your pants. Uh, this is full-on all-out war for sure. Like, I mean, just like all over this trailer, all-out war. And at the very end, we have a short-haired, long-bearded, gray uh, Rick with a cane off oh. the distance. So we may be looking into, uh, like... Yeah, some new stuff. Like, if you've been reading the comics, you know where that's going. But neither of these fucking two have, so I'm the only one. <laughs> Moving on from that, the new Defenders trailer is out, and the boardroom scenes are going to get way more interesting, let me tell you that. <laughs> this, this trailer looks awesome, like next level fun, and I cannot wait to see them interacting with each other. There's right. a moment where they're sitting, I don't know if they're at a restaurant table or, or what, but they're sitting around the table, and there's some banter going back and forth, and you, you gotta see it for sure. In movie news, oh wait, Star Trek Discovery, this was right before we started filming, Star Trek Discovery's trailer also came out. And uh, that looks really good. Uh, from what I remember of some of the news that's been coming out over the past year, it's supposed to take place like way, way, way before the Kirk days. Hashtag pre-Kirk. Hashtag pre-Kirk. Hashtag pre-Kirk. Come on down and get some free tickets if you're the one we pick. Our last giveaway was a fucking. We still have a I have the print sitting right there. That's or, true. It's sitting right there. Uh, we and Odo lost the episode <laughs> that he was at, that our contest winner was on. So, anyways, uh, moving on in movie news, Legendary Pictures has released a video that could possibly tease Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah for Ooh. for future Godzilla movies. Maybe the next Godzilla with the movie. Oh, Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the, with the new monster verse they're going for here. Uh, King Ghidra? Weren't we supposed to get King Kong versus, you know... Well, okay, no, see, this was the schedule. Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla 2, and then King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, that is our schedule. So so all three of these could be in the next Godzilla movie. Or they could just be saying, like, look, we got a lot of these planned. We're going Japan all over this bitch. Toho pictures all the way. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. I can't wait. King Ghidorah, man, that's like that's his big. That's his number one. So, anyways, also a Wrinkle in Time trailer came out. I I I wrote a bunch of stuff down because this does require a little bit of an explanation. So I'm sorry if phone booth news is not as quick this uh, this time. Based on a 1962 fantasy novel that follows 14-year-old Meg, her younger brother, and her classmate as they travel through space and time in search of her missing astrophysicist father, played by Chris Pine, who went missing while working on a secret government project involving moving between planets by means of a fifth dimension. If that doesn't get your sci-fi nerd boner going, I don't know what will. This also stars Reese Witherspoon, Zach Galifianakis, and Oprah Winfrey. And it's been a play, an opera, a 2004 Disney TV movie, and most recently, a graphic novel. Wait, what is this again? This is called A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, I keep putting off the trailer for this. Check it out. It's cool. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see it, and I've never heard of it before. Like, all this information I found out today. Like, I wrote it that today. So, yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, speaking of things that I have heard of but never experienced before, Ready Player One trailer came out based off of a uh, sci-fi novel. And 
It uh, it has cameos from Iron Giant, Freddy Krueger, the Back to the Future DeLorean. We also discovered uh, like Death just Stroke just Harley before, Quinn. yeah, just before we started recording, Deathstroke Harley Quinn is in there. Yeah, I mean, it's a war. I'm pretty sure. I've seen... And yeah, we confirmed the Tron cycle. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're going too, too uh, fast through that, but I think I've seen Lady Deadpool on that list. Maybe. I, we'll I doubt it because that's Marvel and this is a Warner Brothers movie. But mm, yeah. maybe you were right. Yeah, maybe I, I read that I list too fast. Extremely doubt that one. But uh, yeah. Anyways, it looks really cool. It looks really high action and fun. Uh, speaking of fun, Will Smith has been announced as the genie for the live action Aladdin movie, and it raises one big question for me: Is he gonna rap the soundtrack? When I'm Are we I'm finally gonna get Will Smith returning to the soundtrack game? Wild West, Men in Black, right? You know? Like at least, at least, he ain't never seen a genie like me. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he at least needs to rap that song and then like do a movie spanning rap at the very end for the credits. I heard he was <laughs> returning like Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. So, so who knows? Uh, I hope hope so very very much so uh mark ruffalo said hulk movie will never happen uh he did this in an interview with variety i think at uh d23 yeah, actually yeah. and he said it's mostly because they don't want to make more uh, money by playing my nice with marvel so yeah. now mark ruffalo is known for being like brutally honest yeah, to he's the point honest of guy. like Throwing some people under the bus. And he also said he only had, like, he has, like, two, three years most where he feels comfortable still playing this character before he feels he's too old. So it's just at this point where the Marvel, uh, where the MCU is and where he is at, it's just not going to happen. At least with him. Uh, The Wonder Woman creator's biopic trailer went up titled, uh, I skipped down in my notes, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Uh, this is not about Wonder Woman, by the way. I should state that. It, it is about the creator and his life and the sordid lives of the people he's around. A, like, less than traditional relationship him and his wife find with this other woman. And it just so happens to be framed by Wonder Woman. Uh, and these women are his inspiration for the character, apparently. So, it should be really interesting. High drama, high sex. It's gonna be cool. I can't wait to see it. Batman Gotham by Gaslight was also announced as a new yeah. DC animated movie. That's gonna be cool. We've been saying for a while we wanted something from I've Gotham seen the by book. Gaslight. It looks pretty good. Yeah, you should definitely read that one. Uh, it's an Elseworlds story that takes place in a different universe, so you don't have to worry about it clashing with anything else. Old but, timey, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, what, 1800s? Yeah. yeah like, 17 or 1800s. Maybe more 1700s. I think it's 18th century, so that'd be 1700s. Yeah. And, uh, but if you are worried about the DC animated universe, the DCAU, if you will... They also announced Death of Superman, Reign of the Superman, and Suicide Squad Held Pay are coming to that Reign universe. Reign of the Superman. Reign of the Superman, yeah. They're... That's a fairly like recent story. Now, personally, I like Superman Doomsday, the animated movie, but it's not part of this animated universe that they've been setting up for a right. few years. So I'm excited to see where they go with it. But yeah, they're like... They're going to do Death of Superman and then the sequel Reign of the Superman, which I assume will bring Superman back to life towards the end. Yeah, and then new new Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay movie. Now, it should be noted that the last animated Suicide Squad movie, Assault on Arkham, is not DC animated canon. Hmm. It is not a part of that universe, uh, at least as far as this article had to say. And that is the end of our 
phone booth news. Guys, you can read all those articles and more on the Sort of My Comics Facebook page. After this podcast, go over there, give that a like, and uh, you'll get more and more updates as San Diego Comic-Con news continues to come out and uh, updates on when we post this podcast. Moving on from that to uh, D23 news was the Star Wars The Last Jedi behind-the-scenes trailer. This is really cool. Like, first of all, I was hoping they were going to put one of these out because they just did like it. with the J.J. Abrams one. Yeah, uh, they did it for the last, or not the last Jedi, but they did it for Force the Force Awakens. Awakens. And uh, one of the things they keep saying in this is that they t- keep talking about how different it is, how unexpected it is. Like, even Lou, uh, yeah, even Mark Hamill, Hamill says, like, the director's I, panel. You know, I feel like I know anything and everything that they could throw at us and they still surprise me yeah exactly and uh it, i mean it looks different we're, we're getting new planets we're getting new creatures the heavy heavy focus on the fact that they're still doing cg meets practical effects yeah. all the practical tons. effects are getting me man. Oh, man all the puppeteering is amazing right I love it. yes and like Jim Henson set the bar and they're like Above that, right? They they're they're going next level with it. They showed that little fox thing, the crystal fox thing, oh, yeah, and they've right. got a practical effect one, but they've also shown where they're doing the CG rendering on it as well. Right. Yeah, it looks it just looks so the good. Best will. Uh, they also showed the scene where uh, where Ray is learning to fight off three attackers, where she she's training with the lightsaber. And it's gonna look so much more. Friendly. I don't know what that's about. Is it the Knights of Ren? Is that who she's fighting off? Like, is it like who who are these three attackers? That's what I want to know. Maybe they're just old friends of Luke's that don't have names. <laughs> maybe, maybe the guys like Han screwed over and like, ah, it's still coming back. <laughs> still coming back on him. Uh, and then they uh, they showed this this little guy who's who's blown up, the little penguin guy. And I know there's a name for it. I haven't learned this name for this this alien race yet. But apparently this is the race that lives on the planet that Luke has been on. So I guess he's been oh. living among them. That's what I've been able to find out. Maybe it's just a rumor. I'm not sure. But, like, so far it sounds pretty solid. But, yeah. These a lot are of cool little alien races. Cute though. penguin guys, yeah. And you noted about the frogs. <clears throat> yeah, they're like frog-like... Uh... I have no idea how to pertain to the scene, <laughs> yeah, they're just, but they're like wearing tuxedos, it seems like, and they're like nodding at each other or something. Froggy like, went according and he did, right? <laughs> yeah, guys, exactly. guys. Uh, yeah. That'd be probably my favorite. Right? And uh, and then we get this nice little, <laughs> little sign-off for the trailer from Leia. It's about family, and that's what makes it so important. And then she gives a little nod thing. You see her yeah. and her uh, her significant other in the, in the throughout the video, and it's just like, Makes me really sad. Yeah, actually seeing that. Yeah, but they're so cute. Did you guys have any theories or anything from this trailer? Like anything you saw in there that makes you go like, "What is that?" Or I don't fucking this? know what they're gonna do. Right? Well, it's unexpected. <laughs> it's unexpected. Like, like with that being said, so many times, like especially Mark Hamill saying, you know, with him being such a like the longest standing Star Wars veteran actor. Yeah, him saying like. And actually, still surprising me. He's not. One of. Anthony Daniels. We'll we'll say one of. Anthony (laughs) Daniels has been in every live action Star Wars movie, except for the Ewoks movies. But those don't count. (laughs) One of. One of the most (laughs) critical. Uh, Sure. (laughs) I guess. But 
to know that he's being thrown for some loops. Yeah. I well, can't wait to see it. He had that early interview before like everything really got started where he said uh, he told Rain Johnson he fundamentally, uh, fundamentally disagrees with everything he's done with Luke in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like an early, like, he misspoke oops type interview. But uh, yeah, like that was one of the things he said mm. early on. Okay, so coming out of this, uh, we have some pretty big news, but there was a revised statement to it before, since the last time I talked to you guys about it. Robert Kirkman has said that he's ending the Walking Dead comic book. Mm-hmm. And this, this is big news because it's been going on for a while. We do, we said earlier, you know, like... Uh, More than 10 like, years? Yeah. Like, yeah well, no, not... The Walking wrong. Dead has been going on for probably... That's I'd right, that was... close yeah. to... 13, 14 years. It was, the books were older when I even picked them up uh, maybe three or four years ago. I said, I'm wanting to say like I don't 2002, know 2004. So somewhere around there is when it, it came about. But yeah, I mean, all good things have to come to an end. Right. I, I definitely see it coming to an end with the, in the show. I haven't caught up with, uh, you know, the comic books, but... It sounds really interesting. I, I wonder how they're going to wrap that up. Very interesting uh, idea. But Robert Kirkman has said that he uh, he doesn't know how far out uh, far out it is. It's not right around the corner or anything like that. So like you know, he's had the idea of how to end it for two to three years. Never even written it down. So that like you know, like to reduce spoilers, one hundred percent. He's got it right up in his brain, doesn't know when he's going to do it, but he has been gearing the comic book towards this. Like, he's steering the ship there, he's just doing it very slowly. Are we allowed to... He gave a bit of a spoiler away, so anybody could read it on there. I don't know if you know about it. About one of the main characters. Uh, sure. Go for Um, it. He says, Rick's not going to make it to the end. Oh, yeah. That's no. They said that. Okay. Uh, I think that can be assumed by almost anyone. I feel like when I was reading the books, he gets his hand cut off, all kinds of stuff he goes through, and I almost see him dying around every corner. I feel like Rick's death will be the last issue, if not, like, two or three issues before it. I also read on it, it said... uh, the story will go on a little farther after Rick's death. Yeah, like there'll be there'll be the issue where he dies, maybe the next issue will end the arc or whatever, right. and then they'll do like an issue or two like years later. Right. Like, yeah. type, like this is Carl's like Carl Land. And then of course they'll <laughs> probably revisit it in one shot some miniseries and shit. Definitely. On down the road. But yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing, like it, it's starting to feel like Kirkman's wanting to get away from comics. Well, I, I don't know if it's that he's wanting to get away from comics or maybe that he's got something new that he wants to do. He just doesn't have the time to work on it. Because Close some loops. Even after he's done with The Walking Dead, more than likely he'll still be going on the show. So yeah. he'll still have the show. He's ending Invincible, so that, that'll free up two slots. But he's also not the kind of guy who would just like end these to end them so he can do something else. He's going to do it right. He's going to do it his way. Maybe he just wants to take Maybe he wants to break. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's ending, like, we already knew he was ending Invincible. Now he's talking about ending his his big one. Now is Outcast still going? It is. But see, here's the thing about Outcast. Outcast was originally brought to him as a TV show idea. So the comic is being made for the show. 
It's not uh-huh. the show being made for the comic. Uh, the com- okay. So that's why, like, there's no official. I didn't know what the chicken or the egg situation yeah, was. Yeah. So, like, that's a little. Like, I feel like that's a little bit different. Yeah. But like his two babies, he said, like, we're we're ending this shit. Like, you know, he doesn't yeah. have a set like end for The Walking Dead. Like, when it's gonna happen? But when he announces something like this. It can't be more than a year or two off. And as someone who's read, like, I'm I'm up to the most recent issue and stuff. I've read from the beginning to the, to now. Uh, it's got to be coming soon. It is starting to get a little stale. Like, to the point where there's, like, two or three issues in between the next thing you actually care about. Yeah. And that's not a place I really want to be with a book. I've got so much time invested in this that I'm probably going to play it to the end. But... Still, yeah, like, it, unless they're about to do something huge and awesome and issue to issue, you got to come back. It's it's almost time. It's about that time. Plus, the dude is so fucking broke. He's missing a hand. He's got a bum leg. Like, he's old now. Rick. Yeah. Rick. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Our main character. Yeah, like, and, and Carl's starting to become his own man. Like, these these past few months have been, like, Carl going out and doing his own thing, and like Rick's finally okay with it. He's like, you know, you well, go do this. And, and that's the to. thing that I've heard all along is The Walking Dead. It's not like Rick's story; it, it's Carl's story. Uh, honestly, I think that came out because everyone was speculating on where yeah. the comic series would go. Like they expected Rick to die very soon, and then it would become a Carl comic book uh, where he was the main character. Then that didn't happen, and then that didn't happen, and I don't think any of that's going to happen. <laughs> it most definitely has not been Carl's story. We get both of these people to attach themselves yeah. to like their friends that they meet along the way, and then we'll take all of them away, yeah. and we'll start killing Rick and Carl little by little yeah. in the end. It's a thing I don't think was ever really planned. I think it was just fan conjecture getting oh. passed around. Another thing that Robert Kirkman said is that there is no Walking Dead without George A. Romero. And unfortunately, we lost him. Uh, He died recently after a brief but extreme battle with lung cancer. What day was that? Was that that Friday? It was very recent. Yeah. Yeah. It was Thursday or Friday that that I saw it. But I, I thought it would be a good... Good idea for us to reminisce on his movies. We like when we when we announce these celebrity deaths, we we really don't have to like we went on about Carrie Fisher. We had a little thing about Adam West, but there have been a few that we've just glanced over. I felt like this was gonna fall into that trap. I felt like it was too important. So why don't we reminisce on some of the movies? Some of the movies that we've experienced. I know that you've watched quite a few of them. Like you've had to have seen uh, Land of the Dead. The one where the one where they they like they start becoming sentient and like one of them starts figuring out like we gotta go through the water to get no. to this thing. You haven't seen that? Oh, it's so good. Have you seen that? I have seen Land of the Dead. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Donna. Yeah, the original Donna is the one where they're in the mall. Right? Yeah, that and Thomas Savini actually plays a character in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like that is one of my like favorite zombie movies have you ever seen that one the original like uh, when they're trapped Dawn in the mall the bitch is pregnant no, and has a zombie i'm baby. a huge fan of Tom no Sabine, wait 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 i think you're talking about the remake because there's no zombie baby in the original yeah 
I assume the old one's not. Mm, have yeah, you? I'm talking about the remake. Oh my god, you haven't seen the original Dawn of the Dead either? I don't. I don't think so. Then there's this. Okay, like if this doesn't jog your memory, like nothing will. Well, first of all, there's. I'll, I'll say this part. I because two popped up in my head. There's okay. this part where Tom Savini, who is a biker dude. It is yeah, like, it is. It, kind <laughs> of an asshole and like throughout the whole film but there's this part where he ends up getting caught up by the zombies telling everyone to go and he's getting torn apart by these zombies and like it's extremely graphic it's like the most graphic death in the, in the whole fucking thing it's Tom Savini of course he's gonna make his own death but you make up for us yeah. and everything you know um so, like, they're ripping out his guts, and he's screaming, choke on him, like, blood's coming out of his mouth. It's like, choke on him, choke on him. And they start, like, grabbing him, and he's screaming, and it gets really high-pitched. Like, like, like his voice gets, like, real, like oh. that high-pitched. It's so unsettling. Ooh. Yeah, if you don't remember that, you haven't nope. seen it. I don't remember for, that. For sure. Yeah, you gotta watch that. Like these were such great movies. Like on it, like the George A. Romero specific things were were awesome. The remakes are good too. Like uh, I've seen the remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead. I feel like that's the one we watched. Um, Night of the Living Dead. It's in black and white, right? No, Night of the Living Dead. Dead is the original. Yeah, we watched yeah, the that black and white is the original, and that was his first one. Like this was like not the first time we ever saw zombies, but this one solidified what the zombies were. This is like, a, anything you know about zombies, you could trace back to this movie. Uh, then, obviously we've seen the remakes, but I've seen, I've seen, for real, How many for fucking real. <laughs> Fuck. It was a good firework. So, 4th, 4th of July was like, three weeks ago? For fucking real, do we have to be that trashy in this neighborhood? Fuck, man. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Oh, come back in here. <laughs> they just had five. They really need to let off. Like right, right now. like now. Is, I'm, I'm telling you, the most bumping fucking Saturday of all we of our. We should have just went to my place at this point. Shit. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, there's a discussion to be had <laughs> after this, but anyways. Oh my I have followed these movies for, like, a while. I can't say I've seen all of them. There's a lot of them. And honestly, I think maybe the last two I haven't seen, but um, I'd really have to look into it. I've seen all the way up to Diary of the Dead. You've you've seen Diary of the Dead, right? You're the one who told me about that. I haven't, and uh, the entire cover of the movie looks super badass. Guy's got a crossbone-like thing going on on his bulletproof vest. You never see him in the movie. That's not <laughs> in it. All the shots on the back of the movie are not in it. Maybe you got like a bootleg case or something. Oh, it's Diary of the Dead. Like, no, the movie, yeah, the movie you oh. told me about is the movie I saw for sure. I like, so you've Walmart. seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, oh, uh, shit. what actually happens in the movie is about these, uh, about this little film crew and they go to investigate some strange things that have been happening. Or no, they go and investigate something else. And at the same time, while they're doing that, there's a zombie outbreak all over the world, and then eventually it gets to where they're at. Yeah. And, uh, like, people start getting yeah. picked off. And, and then in the end, it, it ends up being, like, the people you have to be afraid of, not the zombies. Yeah. And that's another interesting thing about his movies, is each time, it's not a George A. Romero universe. Each one of these movies don't take place 
together. I think maybe Land of the Dead plays off of one of them. But if it does, I don't think it ever references it. Because Land of the Dead starts at the apocalypse has been there. Like, oh my it doesn't start out of the beginning. Like, it's been a thing. And there are pocket communities. And then there are the wealthy who live in this gigantic tower. That It focuses on these two guys. One of these guys is like, you know, he's a lower level guy. He's from the community. And then his like, best friend, he works for the people in the thing. But he's still, he's like... In between worlds, kind okay. of thing. I mean, he's also kind of an asshole. Anyways, and then another driving force is that the zombies are starting to learn in this movie. Like, there's this one zombie specifically that starts picking things back up again, and they don't necessarily learn to talk to each other, but he learns, he figures out how to direct them and communicate to them, like, what they should be doing. So much so that the zombies apparently have always avoided the water, and that was one of the things that these communities were playing on, was that water is one of their defenses, and he figures out that they can just go in the water. <laughs> I feel like I may have seen a little bit of this, and they all hey guys, walk under the water. Yeah, they're all walking under the water, and they get to the fucking community. Hey guys, we could just go in the water. We could just take just those windows. It. They're right over there. <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke for you. Anyways, yeah, these movies are really cool. Diary of the Dead was an interesting thing, obviously playing off of the found footage gorilla style. I liked it after like three times of seeing it. I was super disappointed because of the cover the first time. It was interesting. Like I yeah, like I, I, I can remember some things from it. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it was it was an interesting take on Definitely. the genre. Definitely. Uh, for I, I don't know if this is the first found footage zombie movie, but it might be. But, uh, yeah, anyways, great movies, influential movies. He started something. Like, he made zombies what they are and continued to capitalize on that all throughout the decades of his career. Not good horror bases. Yeah, just good horror elements, even. Fearing humans over the zombies is crazy. If you think about the Night of the Living Dead, like, it starts... Like, in a graveyard, and like, you have all these different characters in all these different places, and slowly it closes into this house. And this house ends up getting more and more closed off, because they discover they can't really go upstairs, because there's, like, the dead people up there who shot themselves in the face. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so no one wants to go upstairs, and so now they've subjected themselves to the downstairs, and before you know it, they've, they've lo- started locking themselves in the basement and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it becomes a more and more claustrophobic movie as it goes on. And that's, that's a great... That's pretty good. That's a great horror element in, it is, in itself because, you know, it harkens on our fear. Like, what do you do when you're backed into a corner? He, he definitely was... Like, not all of his movies were the greatest, but every one of them had something to give. He's a founding father. Right, <laughs> and he, he will be missed. He was, a, he was definitely at the age, though, like... I mean, this could have been like natural causes at home with his family and it would have still felt like the time i think i can't remember the exact age he died at but maybe like i want to say 70 i should have made a note 70 something 77 i want to say definitely will be missed rest in peace george a romero or better yet you know Zombie apocalypse might actually happen. Right? <laughs> we'll see him again. Yeah, you know, we might see him again someday. 
But uh, to wrap it up, guys, there is a new episode of Serious Shit Up. Uh, I believe it's, what, episode five? Is up now? It's called It's So Innocent. You can find it on our SoundCloud <laughs> and iTunes. And continuing on with our Sort of My Brand Rebirth, if you will, on the YouTubes, as the kids are calling it, there are three episodes of SMP up on YouTube now, up to episode six. And that's just going to keep going. Look for those in the next couple days. Uh, like Sort of My Brand and Sort of My Comics on Facebook. It really helps us out. Sort of My Podcast is on Instagram and Twitter, although you'll never see anything posted from Twitter. Nope. Unless we upload to uh, YouTube because it automatically posts to the Twitter, I found out. Uh, you got to be listening to this somewhere, whether it's SoundCloud or iTunes. While you're here, go ahead and like, like us, follow us, comment. Commenting lets us know what you think about what we're doing, what you think about what we're saying, and uh, get involved. Get involved with the conversation. Yeah. Let me know how shitty my first uh, comic book reading was. <laughs> you know what, though? Your your first comic book reading, honestly, like in my honest opinion, was just as good as like maybe six or seven episodes in for us. And we had two, <laughs> we had two episodes before our first episode that we recorded beta to test the waters. So you'll get there, man. You'll get right. used to it. You'll get more like, you'll condense it down for sure. <laughs> you'll get where we are. Absolutely. And I'll, I'm going to help coach you through this because now I got some experience. Behind <laughs> me. I got some, got some ways about me. Uh, yeah, anyways, always comment. Like, we love that shit. Honestly, like, comment just because we love it. Because that's why we do this podcast. We're not getting paid. We don't have sponsors yet. You haven't heard us mention them six or seven times. Although the KFC thing kind of sounded like a little bit of a sponsorship, but I assure this you. This zinger really is good. They are, I assure you, they are not paying us uh, yeah. as, as much as I really, really hope they but are. But you guys could. You guys could. We're not going to talk about that this time because we have not fleshed out what that is yet. Wait, there's talks. Guys, I have a PayPal. Just just send me money. And here's my address. Uh, no, fuck you. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways, guys, my name is Vincent Herman, then the human. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Travis Herman, Dr. T. Neal. Thank you very much for watching. And then, uh, why don't we uh, go ahead and roll that hit, the badass outro music. Got Batman Gotham guy. Ah, fuck. <laughs>